Hello, and welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Well, sisters, welcome to another week here on this, in the podcast universe, in the world of in did the we, internet. Did we transport? In the, we are now... We did it! <laughs> we are inside inside the podcasting. Inside it. Once again, it's nice here. Cozy. <laughs> what does it look like here? <laughs> I don't know, Riley. Why don't you describe it? <laughs> uh, just a gentle white cocoon of words, um, of calming sounds and sound, opinions. Little sound waves just floating by you. Yeah. An occasional teen slang that I may or may not use correctly. <laughs> and on this show, the eggplant emoji is just like flying around all over the place. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> which is which? Wait, is I. I mean, we were just discussing this, but like, like I just updated my phone because I don't, <laughs> I don't know technology, and I was perplexed and mystified by the floating man, like. <laughs> What there's a man in a business suit and he's floating and my first thought is oh it's it's a gentleman from Buffy the Vampire Slayer but I'm not right it's apparently something else which you guys you guys did the the, the research for me there yeah I had to research this because I did not know what this was all about I was just um, terrified and I guess the levitating businessman which if you've seen on your phone this this I mean he is he's like a little little guy in a suit with a hat and sunglasses and levitate there's a little shadow underneath him to show like floating above the ground <laughs> and I, I guess he is an exclamation mark in the style of the rude boy logo found on records by the specials according to emojipedia his name is Walt Jabsco <laughs> <laughs> Walt Jabsco <laughs> so I, mean, I- I would not proclaim to be a ska aficionado, but I feel like I know enough that I, I feel like I ought to have recognized this. This just seems very out of left field. Like, of all the, like, very benign emojis, like, but this guy, yeah, hey, he's got I, a name. Do they hey, all have names? Hey, Is Apple, creepy what, clown? what are you doing? <laughs> like, Apple, how do you make your decisions? Who gets names and who doesn't? <laughs> well, and what does it mean if you send someone a Walt Jabsco? <laughs> I mean, because I'm there. I, I obviously don't know the danger of sending people random vegetables on, you know, on. I mean, emoji, vegetable emoji. I, I think fruit? it means pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. I think that's what it means. <laughs> <laughs> like if somebody's not answering your phone call, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> you just send people a line of Walt Jabsco. <laughs> yep. This is an emergency. What a cool one. <laughs> oh, that's great. So that's how I can use that now. There you go. If somebody won't answer you, you've got to let them know that it's an emergency just with one emoji. Boom. Well, and uh, I guess there's also, you mentioned the creepy clown, which I, I have not updated my phone, so I can't even see. But when you tried oh, to... When you tried to send it to me, it showed up as a question mark in a box. And Sydney thought the question mark was the new emoji. <laughs> Which I was thinking, like, because Taylor was like, can you believe this one? And I was like, well, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's an interrogative indicator there, Tay. I don't know what you want. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, I don't, I don't, of all the, of all the new emojis to add, I, we did not need a terrifying clown face. The or a Walt Jabsco. <laughs> I mean, you know, the jury's still out on that. I feel like I'll find uses for that guy. I will. I will make myself find uses. I'm going to only use that as an exclamation point. Like, 
You know, like I, I'm all, already like I use too many exclamation points when texting. I'm just going to replace them all with that guy. I found See an extra burrito. Walt Jabsko. <laughs> you know you what else? A bur- <laughs> you, you could use it for. What? You could, you could send someone a text that says, I Walt to Jabsko to prom with you. <laughs> <laughs> The smoothest transition in the world. I, uh, Riley, if if anybody ever says I walt to Jabsco to prom with you, you have to go. No matter who they are, you have to go. I only will go Say with someone yes. if they ask me that way. I can't well. imagine that I'll be ever asked to prom, so I can't make that promise. <laughs> I mean, if somebody says... I I want to jabs go marry you. I will say yes. So well, there you but go. I don't know if that has the same. There you go. Does it have the same <laughs> pun? Jabs yeah. go marry uh, you or jabs go to prom with you? Jabs go to marriage place. <laughs> go to marriage land with <laughs> to, you. I I, I want to jabs go to wedded bliss with you. <laughs> it's all yeah. Either way, Se- <laughs> secret code to win a smurl girl. Walt <laughs> <laughs> jabs go. Jabs go. Taylor, how was your 16th birthday party? Uh, traumatizing? Oh, you loved it. <laughs> uh, I, I, anytime, and I'm going to say this before I actually tell them the story, anytime I tell the story, I get the same reaction, and that's your family either super loves you or super hates you. <laughs> we love you, obviously. That's why we did it. It's, it's kind of down the middle. I, I don't know. Um, Taylor has, can I just preface by saying Taylor has always loved kind of the macabre, scary things, dark, twisty things, horror stories, horror movies, scary books. Like you've always kind of liked that stuff. And so we thought we should celebrate that for your 16th birthday. That is what led to this plan. Well, and at the time, I remember I was particularly obsessed with like Silent Hill. Like I was really into those video games. Um, yeah. Uh, House of Leaves. I think I, that book came out that year. Um, yeah. And Poe, brother and sister duo, the musician who was super creepy. Um, so yeah, no, you, I'm definitely into like some creepy stuff. But uh, let's see, let's just go into it. Um, we were gonna all go out to dinner. Me and Sydney, Sydney's boyfriend at the time, and a bunch of our cousins. Because that was really, like, the circle of friends that I had. I uh, was, like, more family than anything. Um, but leading up to that, there had been some, like, creepy stuff going on in our community. Like, uh, you know, there's this, uh, like, my friends were talking about it at the lunch table. Mom and Dad were all freaked out about it. There was this place where, like, kids went to go drink. And, like, kind of way out, like, you know, in the, in the more rural areas around us. And um, kids disappeared there like not only had they disappeared <laughs> but their stuff was like reappearing in like you know like displays like all their shoes or like articles of their clothing kind of like laid out for people to find and of course this was mm-hmm. equally equally super creepy and also like exciting to me because i'm a weirdo um so when we all <laughs> we all meet up to uh you know to, to go to dinner i believe we were going to the olive garden because 
<laughs> Year 16 deserves the Olive Garden. That is where we, we're going to go to the Olive Garden. Yes, I, I've arrived. Uh, Things took a turn, not the turn you expect when you say we're going to the Olive Garden for dinner. It took a different turn. Uh, so that's a spooky story, right? Yeah, we ended up at the Olive Garden. Oh, the breadsticks were never ending. Um... <laughs> But, uh, so we all, we all, uh, we went to dinner, and then, I think it had been discussed beforehand, but, uh, somebody, some, some wacky madcap in the family brought up the idea that, hey, we should go to this place where these kids are all disappearing. It's called the Circle. Yeah, we called it the Circle. Circle. We should go there. Everyone called it the Circle, Sydney. Yeah, 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 everyone, everyone called it the Circle. (laughs) Well, and of course, Sydney, I mean, the voice of reason, like, no, that's a bad idea. That's definitely a bad idea. Like, everyone's like, no, let's do it, let's do it. I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to do. That's definitely what I want to do. It's my birthday. That's what we're doing. So, uh, so we all, like, pile into, uh, I believe this is the rodeo, right? Yeah? Yep. It's like an SUV. And, uh, drive out there. And it's, like, way out there. Like, you kind of go down, like, a, a windy road, like, past, like, a brickyard or some stuff. Like, it's on, like, a, along, like, the water. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, so... Uh, one kind of creepy detail that totally threw me off was that as soon as we got there, the driver, you know what I'm going to say, Sydney's at the time boyfriend vomited. He <laughs> got really sick and puked. He did get really sick and threw up. I don't, I, I'm not blaming Olive Garden for this. I don't know what happened. It may have been acid reflux. Either way, it added to the tension significantly. Like, we were all very nervous, but then when he puked, I'm like, this is a bad omen. <laughs> And now he's sick. <laughs> so, uh, so we, you know, we get out. We've got, like, flashlights or whatever. We walk down this path. And, it's, you know, it's all just, like, kind of exciting. Like, oh, we're going somewhere we're not supposed to be. I, I believe there was police tape, right? You guys would, like, yeah. put up some police. Uh-huh. There'd been police tape put up over the, uh, mm-hmm. over the entrance to the circle. And so we go down the path. And then, like, kind of pretty deep in, there's a garbage bag, like, hanging in the middle of the path. And uh, this kind of freaks everybody out. You know, we kind of go up to it. Uh, Sydney's at the time boyfriend and one of our cousins pull it down. They open it up and they look inside and they're immediately like, we got to get out of here. We got to go. We got to get out of here. And of course, I look inside and there's like tennis shoes and blood in this yep. garbage bag. So everybody freaks out. Everybody's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Bad things. We got to go. So we turn around to like walk down the path that we came uh, down and facing us is a flashlight and one of us calls out like hello and the flashlight turns off so at that point <laughs> we all just freak out and break into a run like everyone's just like run run to the car run to the car run to the car so we're like running through the like you know kind of off the path like just beelining for the car we all get back to the car like some of us are, are climbing in like the backpack you know trying to like pull the window down as like the car is starting up and I'm like, I'm one of the ones in the very back trying to like pull the glass down. And then these headlights just come on right behind us. And here's this big beat up like, like blue truck just roaring yep. up from like a little like pier area right behind us. So we, you know, we take off. Everybody's screaming, crying. I'm crying. This car is right on our tail. Of course, like always happens in situations. The driver's like, I know a shortcut. <laughs> so so we take this shortcut that you know like ends of course in a fence so we're cut off we stopped and 
like these two people jump out of this car that's behind us like you know it's like right up against our bumper and these people are running to the car and they slam signs up against the window they say happy birthday taylor (laughs) it was all a joke everything is false the stories about the circle they, they got my friends on it so they would talk about it at school like you know it was a whole big plan just to scare the crap out of taylor yeah we worked on that for weeks we built up to that that's my favorite part that it was such a big deal it was like oh yeah of course i know about that and then you know yeah. that happens well and the, that uh that's how much we love you tay the only thing and this is this haunts me to this day um when we were running, like, desperately making just a, a plea for the car, if, like, one of our, like, cousins had, like, fallen down or something, I would have been confronted with the very real choice of helping them or saving myself. And I would have had to know for the rest of my life what kind of person I am in that situation. I'm really <laughs> glad that didn't happen, but that would have happened. And I'd like to say, well, of course I'm going to help, but I don't know, because you don't know unless you're actually in that situation. So things could have gone horribly psychologically wrong for me in that situation. I, and I am sorry for that because I did not consider that. The, the only wrench that we ever thought would be thrown in it is I remember when we were planning it, someone said, well, what if we bring up this place? Because like, that was our plan is that we would talk about it a lot ahead of time. And then at dinner, we'd say, hey, why don't we go there? And then everyone said, well, what if Taylor says no? Taylor and that was where I say no. I know. I feel like I know Taylor so well because I went, nah, she'll, she'll, it'll be fine. Well, well, what if she's too scared? No, Taylor will want to go. There is no, there is no reality in which Taylor says, maybe not. Maybe, mm. nope, she will definitely be in for this. I, I actually, we listened to, uh, to Poe's House of Leaves soundtrack the whole way there. It was very good buildup. Uh, but the one thing that we're failing to mention is that not everybody in the car knew what was going on. There was our young cousin. How old was she at the time? Like 12, maybe? Uh, yeah, maybe 12 younger. 13? What was my say? Yeah. So like 12 or 13. And I guess you guys thought that she might ruin it. So you just let her go along with the ride. <laughs> part, I didn't part know it, about that bar. Okay. That was not. Part of it was that we just didn't. She, did, she didn't hang out with us as much. And so she just wasn't in on the initial planning. And by the time we were all there together, there was no way to just pull her aside and be like, hey, come over here. Let me tell you this elaborate plan that we've been working on for weeks. And the other part was she was the youngest. And so we did think like, well, but what if she tells, what if she let something slip? Or what if she's like giggling about it the whole time or something? Because she was younger. And so we thought, well, you know, we won't tell her it'll be fine. That was a misstep. That's a pretty rough collateral (laughs) there. She was very scared. <laughs> she was like legit crying. Like we were in the back together. We're like, we're going to die for sure. Like good. Like that, now I know what that feels like. Sureness of death. When I think about like going shopping when I was a teenager, I well, I didn't like it. We would go to the mall <laughs> to hang out at the mall. Uh-huh. Let's go to the mall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, and it was just like a fun, cool thing to do sometimes with your friends. It'd be like, we're going to go to the mall. And you would take like 20 bucks. Like your mom, would, your dad would give you $20. <laughs> and you go to the mall. And that was enough to like. What could you buy for $20? I'm going to hit the food court. And get some I'm different gonna, dots. Uh, no, no. no. That was a waste of your money. No, I would not. I would not get that. I was probably going to get some Chick-fil-A in all honesty. And then I would get something at Claire's. 
little or, card of earrings. Uh-huh. Yeah. A tiny card of earrings. Because Claire's is always like, buy any 10 items in the store <laughs> and get any other 10 items for free. Please just buy things. Claire's. We've had the same things here for 35 years and no one will buy them. Claire's. Claire's. <laughs> I don't know. That store has more items in it than, I mean, any store in the mall that's 10 times its size. Well, it, everything is very small, though. It's only very, very small things, so you need more things to fill up a normal space. So you get one of their tiny baskets and just cram it full. I mean, it's really like you go there, they're like, that's, those are the kind of deals they have. Buy 10, get 10. I don't want 10 things. <laughs> I don't want 20 things. And you go up and if you haven't bought all the things you can, they're like, you know, you could get like eight more and then get eight more after that. And it's like, I don't what would I do? <laughs> what, what eight things do you suggest? I already have two silly pairs of glasses and one card of earrings. <laughs> what else do you want me to buy? I got all the food shaped earrings you have. <laughs> buy 30 lip glasses. Get 20 free. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I need that someday. Well, that hat looks fancy too. I already got four sequin feathered hats. I guess I'll get a fifth. Um, I just appreciate that they went right through the slump in interest in scrunchies, and they just kept scrunchies available all throughout. Mm-hmm. Now they're back. Now mm-hmm. scrunchies are ironically cool, or maybe yep. really cool. But there was never not a wall of scrunchies back then. <laughs> like, don't trust us. These will be back one day. They, they were they were right. And it doesn't matter because Claire's is just, it just regenerates. Every time someone (laughs) buys something off the wall, it just instantly replaces itself. (laughs) It is the the store of requirement in the mall. (laughs) This is Claire's. I didn't even think they returned it. (laughs) That's the one store. You try to return something to Claire's and they're like, we can't. It doesn't. No, the spot's regenerated. It can't. You can't do that. Our entire business goes bankrupt if we take one item. The store will just explode. It will be so filled with tiny plastic earrings shaped Claire's like hot dogs that the whole store will go Poof, and then it's gone. <laughs> we can't fit any more scrunchies. <laughs> we only have enough room in this store for 2,000 cards of toothpaste shaped earrings. We don't have room for any more. They just incinerate it right in front of you. <laughs> this is what shall be done. <laughs> We have a return. <laughs> Bring out the blowtorch. We just sacrifice room in the bag. They just take all the items. We'll turn our turn. Strange ritual to explain. <laughs> just throw them like in a volcano. Well, chances are, if you're bringing it back to Claire's, whatever you're bringing back was probably free anyway. So they're like, we don't understand. You yeah. just don't just throw, now, just throw it away. The, was this one of the 10 that you actually bought or 10 of the free? These are 10 free items. What are you, what, what do you, what want, do you back? want back? Do you want an apology? <laughs> <laughs> we can't give you the time back. I don't know what you want from us. <laughs> I understand that our store is like a vortex. Our time is flat. And there's no measure how long you've been in here, even though it's 10 square feet. But I'm sorry I can't give you that time back. Oh. Um, Why are we hating on Claire's so much? I don't know. I've spent, I spent a lot of time in Claire's. Like, even to this day, I usually wander in there at least once to go, oh, I bet my mom and sisters want some holiday themed earrings. <laughs> Let's go buy something that jingles. <laughs> hey guys, Taylor here. I uh, hope you're enjoying the best of episode. Uh, we just want to take a quick break uh, to visit the group message. 
First up, we want to talk about one of our sponsors, that is Lola. Now, Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners. Uh, Their products come in simple, customizable subscriptions, so you'll never need to make another frantic trip to the drugstore. Yeah, and they're super cool. I actually got a box of Lola pads, and they come in a super cute box. They're all uh, super uh, small. They fit in your bags. They fit in your purse. It's a super discreet box. Comes in the mail. Uh, easy to carry around. Super comfortable. And they send you a bunch, so they have even more than you probably need in one month, just so you can have some extra uh, for your next your next visit from Aunt Flo. <laughs> or, you know, whatever. Whatever yeah. else you need them for. <laughs> whatever you need them for. Uh, something else that's also super cool about Lola is that while uh, a lot of major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients, um, Lola products are 100% organic cotton. Um, and you can also, you can choose from a mix of products. Uh, you can uh, match your perfect mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. And you can change, skip, or cancel at any time. And all of that is super cool. And we have a special offer for all of you. Uh, for 60% off your first order, visit mylola.com. That's more than half. That's 60%. Visit mylola.com. That's M-Y-L-O-L-A.com. And enter still buffering, all one word, when you subscribe. Again, that is 60% off your first order at mylola.com when you enter the promo code still buffering when you subscribe. All right, next up, we have a Jumbotron message, and this is from Ryan for Daniel. It says, My dear friend Daniel, happy birthday on the 22nd. This message represents 100 American dollars that I did not spend on your wedding gift. <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, is this the only Jumbotron message I bought you? Of course not. Enjoy wondering when and where the next one will come. Well, happy birthday, Daniel, and keep looking for your Jumbotron birthday messages. Somewhere out there in the internet verse. <laughs> uh, we also have one more Jumbotron this week for Maggie N. from Jenna and Natalie. And Jenna and Natalie say, happy birthday. It's been a wild five years since we all jumped into a Google Hangout with a bunch of strangers. Who could have known then that our love over weird reindeer filters and cats would blossom into a beautiful friendship? I mean, who could not know with those specific things? Exactly. You're the best friend slash cat these girls could ask for. Meow. P.S. Can we get a good, good song from the girls? Hmm. Uh, hmm. Well, you mentioned cats, and it's your birthday, uh, Maggie, so I think the only fitting way to do this is to sing you happy birthday like a cat would. In, in, in all meows? In all meows. <laughs> Do you know the accurate translation into meows of happy birthday? Is it just meows to the tune of happy birthday? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. Okay. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, 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 Maggie. Meow, 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 Well, there's that. We need to work on our We need to work on our meows. of our meows. But happy birthday, Maggie and Daniel, and we hope you all continue enjoying the best of episode. Oh, my God.
they they used to think that uh, that menstruating people were very powerful, and that during your menstrual cycle, if you walked out into a hailstorm, you could stop it. That's inaccurate. <laughs> have you tested have, it? No, can I ask this though? <laughs> have you tried? <laughs> I have been on my period uh, at the same time as a hailstorm. It did not stop it. But did you try? Like I don't know. I don't know the specifics. I didn't like, like I don't walk out into the middle of the hailstorm and go like, cease. Stop! I order you by virtue of my menstrual cycle. My uterus orders you <laughs> to cease your fire <laughs> from the heavens above. <laughs> Start phrasing all of my demands to my staff that way. My uterus orders you to clean those court containers. <laughs> Next time I'm feeling extra bad on my period and I'm like sitting in bed with my my heating blanket on, eating snacks, I'd be like, Mother, my uterus orders you to bring me a pizza. <laughs> I swear by the loss of my endometrial lining, if you do not bring me a diet sun-kissed immediately, there will be a hailstorm. There will be a hailstorm. <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> <Ooh>. uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to try to stop the next hailstorm that I'm on my period. That's all I know. I, only if you say that loud enough for all your neighbors to hear <laughs> and walk out in the middle of it, just getting pelted, going, wait, ow, no, wait, <laughs> stop, ow, ooh, wait. Does anybody have any other terrible period stories to share? Uh, <laughs> I I don't know if it's terrible. I For me, I think it's it's a mark of courage that I, I earned from this. But uh, uh, And I, I was hesitant to tell this story, but I'll just dive right in. Um uh, so last spring, when I was coming back uh, from a 13-hour flight from Taiwan, uh, I had just started my period, and um, I had put in a tampon before the flight, but, you know, then you get on the plane, there's a little while, like, loading takes a while. Uh, anyway, like, got to my seat, I was the third in by the window, so I had two people next to me, and these two people happened to have a lap child. Uh, I just want to go ahead and preface this by saying that traveling a 13-hour flight with a small child, I am sure, is very taxing for parents. I commiserate with these people. I, I will not drag them. But this child was very... Thank you. I, I appreciate <laughs> that as someone who flies with a child frequently. No, yeah. Like, and I, you know, like, I'm in no way like, oh, a child. Like, I love kids. Like, this child was very fussy. It was, like, not having it. Like, it was... And, and these parents were doing everything they could to, to try to get this child to calm down. But finally, I just put in my headphones and, like, went off to sleep. When I woke up, it was, like, seven, eight hours into the flight. And I realized, like, uh-oh, I've had this guy in for, like, nine, ten hours. I got to do something about it. So I, like, tapped the dad on the shoulder. <laughs> and he looked up, looked at me, just kind of shook his head, put his head back down. Just like, nope, because the child was finally asleep. I'm like, uh. <laughs> And this, this brings together two of my greatest fears. Like, on one end, it's, like, social awkwardness. Like, I never want to inconvenience anybody. Also, irrational fear yeah. of bacterial infection and dying horribly. Like, uh, <laughs> what's going to win out? <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> like the 1% of me that's super evil is, like, I could wake the kid and that'll solve the problem. Like, no, no, can't do that. <laughs> so, so... It's. I thought I was like, well, wait. I have hand sanitizer. I have tissues, and I have tampons in my bag, and I got one of those nice big, you know, airplane blankets covering me. 
Oh man. Can I can I tamp on MacGyver this? Can I? Can I? Oh no. And you did. So so first I pretended to be asleep for a solid ten minutes to throw anybody off my tracks that might think I'm doing something. I don't know why. It just seemed like the right thing to do. And then like moving at like one twentieth the regular human speed, I proceeded to change my tampon underneath the blanket. Like, just, like, stopping every now and then. So if anybody had seen mysterious hand movements, they wouldn't pick up what I was doing. Like, this was a whole ordeal. And then, like, you know, like, wrapped up the offending object and put it in the bottom of, like, my bag. But then my next worry was, like, oh, no, I'm about to go through American customs and America's terrified of periods. And now I have this biological weapon on me. Like, what's going to happen? I've got to throw it away before I get off the plane. But I did I do belong to the like most awkward, sad mile high club ever. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm well, actually really proud of you. I am too. I, to I, say, I just like I, I I don't know that I could pull that off. <laughs> I just like it when when it comes to the face off between my extreme social anxiety and my irrational fear of bacterial infection, they both win all the time forever. <laughs> I understand that by Felicia is a thing that people say. Yes. And you do not say it necessarily to a human that is called Felicia. I've never met a human (laughs) named Felicia. I've also never said this, but I understand the meaning. You've never said this? No. I feel like I've heard you and Taylor say this. I've said it (laughs) jokingly. Never, uh, I think, as the intended intended purpose i once named a cocktail by felicia on a menu <laughs> so taylor knows what this means taylor go well, ahead well i mean it originated in the movie friday and uh it's just like the meaning behind it is just sort of like uh you know get out of here like forget you it's kind of like a dismissive like and you're done by felicia okay yes what okay that makes sense why it's felicia then i was gonna say i, I understand like bye but uh, I think a fair corollary to that also from a movie would be As If. From Clueless. Yes, from Clueless. Yes. As If, which I don't understand why we don't still use because I think it's very appropriate. Uh, why do you think so? Well, it's just, I mean, like, it, that phrase, as if, you can end with whatever the thing is you're as ifing. But I don't think anyone did that. I don't think anyone added, like, just to clarify, <laughs> as if that would still be cool. But you no, could. No. But but it wasn't as if also wasn't like just said like it wasn't part of a sentence. It was just like you tell me something that y- you think I need to hear, and I'll go as if, and that's just like you're done. Bye. Right. It, exactly. It's the same as by Felicia, except it actually like references. Like you could end it with something. But did anyone? No. But you could. Sydney, like, did it you? Makes sense did you end it? Is that that explains him a lot? <laughs> well, I heard people are saying as if now. I think it makes more sense grammatically if you end it with an actual phrase. I know. As if I, I would know. be as if I would be interested in going out on a social occasion with you. Like comrade. <laughs> what? Buddy. I, I don't think comrade has ever been in slang. <laughs> I don't think so. But like, probably like instead of like right? instead of like bay, are you accusing her of being a communist? <laughs> 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 comrade. 
sweet communist slang. Forget Bay. Yo, he my comrade. I got that from 1984. <laughs> you could say bucko. Is that still? But listen, bucko. No, no. I don't. Where, where is that from? That's like a 1950s thing. Sounds like something dad would say. That also sounds like one of those words that if you, that doesn't really make sense, and maybe you want to stay from away from because it could come from somewhere. Oh you, yeah, you, you know there are a lot out there. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I understand that now. Now I, we've talked a lot about Bay. I feel yes. like, or at least you have. You've explained. I've told bae you to what B A E stands for before. But before all anything. No. Or anything else okay <laughs> for all anything <laughs> that's that's ba ba you my ba i am my ba what's going on <laughs> there's sheep in the studio <laughs> so <laughs> so bay is is a good thing it means like your friend your loved one your thing that you enjoy or appreciate mm-hmm can it also be adjective? Thing. I wouldn't like, say that thing is that is bay. That is a bay thing. Now wait a minute. You just said adjective, um, which means it is a word that is describing a noun. Right. Like, like that's some bay pizza. I exactly. don't think that works. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That, no. Not like that. But, no. but pizza can be your bay. Yes. Correct. Aha. But that is using it as a noun. <laughs> which okay. So this is in this list that we that we found. I would take issue with shorty then being an equivalent '90s term. What does that mean? If someone's your shorty, they're the person you're into. They're like your boo. Yeah, but could you not say, like, pizza's my shorty? You could. I don't think it was used that way back in the day. No, like, yeah, yeah like, like, she's my shorty. That it was totally used that way. No, it could but be not used. pizza. Well, no, I think... I think <laughs> Why do we keep using pizza? As well, a, I think the recognition as, as pizza as an, as an okay romantic partner as a life choice is a recent development. I, I don't think back in the 90s we, we were that open-minded. Oh, so this is not just saying you love pizza. It's pizza is my romantic partner of choice. Now, I have said pizza is bae before, and I am not uh, attracted to only pizza. Uh, <laughs> I love the modifier only in that sentence. I'm not attracted to only pizza. I am attracted to pizza, but not only pizza. Well, wait, Riley. I think you're using it ironically then. Hmm. Are you saying, Taylor, that you use it unironically? When I when I talk about pizza? Yeah. I don't have to answer that question. In terms of like lunch, like where you would sit at lunch. And one suggestion I had is that since it's spring and it's going to be lovely outside, perhaps you should consider sitting outside on the I don't know what you call it, the courtyard. Well, the Sydney, quad. Sydney yeah. outside at school the, to eat your lunch. The courtyard is off limits to all students in all of the school now. Why is that, Riley? Why why wouldn't you be allowed to sit outside and eat lunch? I'm trying to do this without laughing. A girl, a freshman girl, decided to um, use the bathroom. Riley, just say it. She decided to poop outside <laughs> in the grass next to the outdoor courtyard. And someone filmed it on their phone and put it on Snapchat. The Snapchat got to Twitter and the Twitter's all over Twitter. And the principals found out about this girl pooping in the woods right next to the outdoor courtyard. So now no one's allowed to eat lunch outside and that girl is suspended from school. And the, the, so, 
sign says you're not allowed to eat lunch outside because you keep leaving your trash out here, which I guess, I guess in a way. We're leaving waste. But you're leaving waste. That's quite accurate. You're leaving waste outside. Oh. Why did you? Why did she poop outside? <laughs> Someone asked her on Twitter, like, oh. like, girl, why couldn't you just wait? Like, the bathroom's right inside. Like, really, where the courtyard is, if you walk in through the door about 10 steps, you're at a bathroom. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she had that far to go. But someone was like, girl, why'd you poop out there? It's like, I just had to go. It just happened. You know, well. I, I, I mean, that's insane. But all I can think about is, and I'm sorry, it's just that poor girl. Because high school's hard enough without you being known as the quad pooper. She made the decision <laughs> to poop outside. She could have made the decision we all, this is the thing that to walk me. inside. This is the thing that terrifies me about your generation is that we all make, you, do you know how many dumb, 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 dumb decisions you're going to make before you're at all capable of intelligent decisions? And I'm talking to every person. I don't think I'm person. ever going to decide to poop outside. <laughs> no, look, I'm not saying, but you're going to have your own poop outside moment. And maybe it's not exactly pooping outside. But God, the idea of everybody having a camera on their phone and being able to document it, like if half of the dumb stuff and Sydney, come on, you know, the dumb stuff that you do. And I'm I'm 30 and I'm well, still not capable of in- completely intelligent thought. Like that's all I can say is that poor girl. I will say I thought that poor girl. And then she got on Twitter and someone was like, why do you let your friend put that video of you ruin? She was like, oh, I told her to put it out. Okay, and they that's were like, a little weird. and they were like, well, she thought claiming it, then she could like, like be the one that laughs along. But well, she know. got all the other freshmen to defend her for her decision to poop outside, <laughs> and uh, there were all these people who had graduated <laughs> from high school, from our high school, several years ago, like five, six years ago, making, um, which I actually thought was really funny, a poll on Twitter that just said, "What do you think she used to wipe?" <laughs> No, this just this terrifies me. I mean, this is a funny story, but gosh, today is just the world you live in, the availability I'm to be to end this series episode in the light. No, it's just a story about a girl pooping outside on school. I know. Property. I'm sorry. I gotta think in the long run what this means for this poor girl. Have you not seen those horror movies where the girls go into the computer and kill people because they make fun of them in films? That's the ultimate fear. Here's what. Here's what I hope. Here, so okay, when. When at Riley's prom, not Riley, at Riley's school's prom, she was she has not gone to prom yet. They weren't allowed to twerk, and so all of the students staged the great, the great are you, twerk in are you of 2016. That since we're not allowed to to eat outside, we're all gonna poop outside. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, do not stand for this. You twerked when you shouldn't twerk. You poop when you can't poop. <laughs> I fight the system. Fight the man. I mean, I guess, is that the way to I don't protest think that's this? the way. No, I think that the way to, I don't think that something needs protesting. Don't get me wrong. No one should poop outside. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need to go to such extreme measures. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe I they think, need to stand up for their rights. Civil I, disobedience through poopy yeah, you can play. in the courtyard. Oh, you're right. To <laughs> And then you can twerk after. To celebrate. Oh. No. This would be a bad, bad situation all around. Oh, 90% beautiful. of our courtyard is concrete. Such so. I loved when you guys talked about asses up because that was a <laughs> huge game when I was a kid. 
That was the game. And we had no idea what that, that was. was a thing. No, I had I had to ask a friend at work who was like, how do you not know what butts up is? I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, butts up was uh, so I, I literally wanted to jump through the show and explain the rules when talking about it. Because um so it's you have to throw the ball against the wall. If it mm-hmm. doesn't, if it bounces before it hits the wall. So it's just a test of child arm strength. If if you can't make it reach the wall before you hit it, you've got to run and tag the wall before someone else throws the ball at the wall. If you don't make it, you get an A. Once it spells asses up, there are two ways of dealing out punishment for losing. There was paddy wax and there was the other kind. One, you would literally, (laughs) I'm demonstrating this physically, But listeners at home, you would stand against the wall with your butt to the, your fellow players, and they would all try to have to throw the ball at your butt. Oh, <laughs> um, sadomasochistic. Except we were all so bad at throwing balls that that was really <laughs> a, a very harsh punishment. Um, just be missing. Um, the other one was patty wax, which is where you would have to go through the legs of every other player and they would just slap you on the butt as hard as you could as you went. <laughs> this is a I, very weird oriented kind of <laughs> all about butts <laughs> to do with theater. But I just really wanted to explain it because, you know, that's. That's a very New York City game. <laughs> I needed that. I know. I yeah. I appreciate that. And I had not my my friend who my friend who explained it to me grew up in Atlanta. She did not tell me about this patty wax. Patty wax. I don't think that was a, maybe in the Atlanta variation. It wasn't. It wasn't part of it. I don't know. <laughs> I would love to witness that. Wow. Yeah. Uh- it's crazy. I appreciate that because yeah. That, yeah, that helps a lot. When I didn't know what it was, and Riley was literally looking at it, googling it yeah. as we were talking about it, and as she says butts up, I went whoa, 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 no, hold on. <laughs> you had me at butts up. <laughs> I didn't know what she was about to stumble on. I was like, don't Stop Google that. Scrolling. Don't Google it. Don't Google it. Uh, I was a hostess once. Now I was out of high school, but not. Very much. I mean, I, I think I was uh, not. I was still a teenager. I think actually, technically, because I think I was eighteen or nineteen. So that this counts, right? Sure, counts as a teen job. So I was a hostess at one of our local restaurants, and I did it for I think just shy of a month. It was like three and a half weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I was very bad at it because it involves a lot of like smiling and banter and be you know like you you say hello this is your table you're not trying to impress anybody with your with your wits there well people are waiting and they expect you to like talk to them and like be pleasant and welcoming and i was not (laughs) i was not naturally very good at that uh and the other thing is that servers scared me because if you like, I, well, there was a rotation, right? Everybody had a section, and you seated people in a rotation so that everybody got plenty of people in their sections. Well, this was a restaurant where there were booths, and people freaking love booths. Everybody wants to sit in a booth, and so all of the I would I'd be taking people to their table, and then they'd go, "Well, can I sit in a booth?" And my instructions were to urge people to sit at tables, but don't say no 
If they really want a booth, don't say no. Put them in a booth. And so inevitably, I would end up skipping the servers that didn't have booths in their section. And they would get so mad. And they would come up and be very mad at me and ask me why I was skipping them and what my problem was. And it was very scary for me to be like, I was instructed that by the managers that if they wanted a booth, I had to put them in a I tried to tell them the table. I tried. <laughs> and it See never that, worked. And I was uh, always being yelled at by servers. They never liked me. And I hated it. Well, I mean... I, you know, it's it's funny because see, I've experienced this from the other end of like being like a manager or a server and getting you know like either destroyed by uh, a hostess that just keeps sitting you, seating you. And it's like, well, you're on the sidewalk, and everyone wants to be on the sidewalk, like or the opposite of that. And you know, there's always this conversation happening between like management and servers, like. She can't even do this one job, put people at tables. What on earth can this person achieve in life? And you're a doctor. And that's just like, come on. It's hard. It's hard when the, the patrons are asking for a certain thing. And like, you, and, and that was the thing. Like, can, I asked, can I just tell them no? No. Okay. Well, I don't know what to say. So I would try to like sell it. Like, you're going to get really quick service in this section because no one wants to sit here. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. Great. But our tables are so nice. The wood was handcrafted by They're... carpenters that live down the street and <laughs> we carry the tables because they're too good to ship in cars i don't know just please sit here so the servers don't yell at me oh, <laughs> they get so angry i was really bad at it and i i took the job knowing that in in a month i had to go on this research trip where i lived on a boat on the ohio river for another month or so and so i took the job knowing that i was about to do that and uh i so I told my manager, like, I will be leaving at this time. But they wanted me to come back for whatever reason when I was done with the research You just trip. never came back? So I, I came back, <laughs> and they knew when I was coming back because, like, I had had a message like, hey, let us know when you want to start putting you on the schedule again. And I didn't know how to say, like, I so don't ever want to go. I can't. Like, my soul had been freed on the Ohio River, and I could not go back to the shackles of hostessing. Aww. And so, <laughs> so I called my manager and said... I have decided to live on a boat. I live on a riverboat. I won't be back. You you lied and told them that you were forever living on a riverboat? Yes, I did. Did you avoid going you, to that restaurant for several months? It was years before I have been. I still, to this day, have only been to that restaurant maybe two or three times. Do you still think the same manager works there, Sydney? No, actually, I know for a fact that they don't because I've talked to people since then. They don't. There were, there were like, it was like one of those deals where there were like three managers who shared mm -hmm. the... Anyway, none of them work there anymore, but... It was, it's still scary. <laughs> That's, wow. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And I was two. <laughs> Something about Voltron. Big lion attached to you other lions. Awaiting red lion. <laughs>